Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Knowledge Group Podcast, where we're taking a forward look at what speakers are covering at our events, turning our attention this time to our June 13th webcast on navigating the bankruptcy process for limited liability companies. Going live between the hours of 12pm and 2pm Eastern Standard Time on June 13th, we're going to be joined by Richard Gurabo, a founder and managing partner at Winthrop, Kashot, Gurbo, Hollander LLP. We're also going to hear from Stephen McNeil of Council at Potter Anderson and Karoon LLP. We're going to hear from his colleague, Michael Maxwell, who's also a partner at Potter Anderson and Karoon LLP. More information about our panel and how to sign up for this event will be found in the description box down below. You'll also find the code PODCAST25, and when used at checkout, that code gets you 25% off that very first webcast registration. Let's turn things over to our panel now for a quick preview. This is Richard Golubo. I am a, a founder and a managing partner of Winthrop Cusho Golubo Hollander. Uh, we are a Newport Beach, California-based uh, boutique law firm. We specialize in bankruptcy, uh, and our practice is devoted generally to complex bankruptcy matters, insolvency, and financial restructuring. Uh, my practice in particular is um, specifically devoted to bankruptcy alternatives. So um, my firm uh, is generally representing debtors in bankruptcy cases, and we will represent non-institutional creditors. So typically when a debtor is um, uh, retaining me and my firm to represent uh, it or him or her, uh, we are typically looking to uh, see whether or not we could keep that client as far away from a bankruptcy as possible uh, and pursue a bankruptcy alternative. That being said, when a bankruptcy is necessary, um, my firm and, and you know, my, uh, me, my firm, uh, that's, that's what it is we specialize in. So, um, uh, with that said, um, the area that that I intend to cover is uh, during during this uh, webinar is dealing with issues of uh, limited liability company agreements, whether or not uh, such agreements are considered property of a bankruptcy estate or is it considered an executory contract, um, and then to run through the various tests that courts uh, look to when and making that determination. And then depending upon how a court will rule on such an issue will then dictate uh, to what extent um, uh, that LLC agreement may be considered a valuable asset of a bankruptcy estate. So um, one of the things I'll also be discussing is to the extent that an LLC agreement is considered an executory contract, the bankruptcy code allows for a debtor to reject such a contract. So I'll be talking about the pros and cons of rejection of an LLC agreement to the extent that it's considered an executory contract. And then um, also we'll be discussing uh, whether or not an LLC um, agreement or a debtor's interest in an LLC agreement could be considered an asset of a bankruptcy estate that is uh, that can can be sold and monetized for the benefit of creditors. Thanks. My name is Mike Maxwell. I'm a partner at Potter Anderson and Caroon in Wilmington, Delaware. We're a Delaware-based uh, corporate and business law firm. We 
um, specialize in you know, litigation and, and transactional practices, including uh, bankruptcy, corporate transactions. Uh, we do have IP litigators. We, we run the full gamut of, of, of services for a Delaware law firm. Uh, in particular, my practice is focused on uh, corporate and commercial transactions, business transactions, and I specialize in particular in dealing with limited liability companies, limited partnerships, statutory trusts, what's con what are considered alternative entities, so any type of transaction involving those, including financing transactions, which is where a lot of times uh, we'll see what, what I'm actually speaking on today uh, involving the authority to file issues and, and how bankruptcy remote LLCs are used in these financing transactions. So in particular, when, when lenders make loans to a, uh, an LLC or, or to a property owner, they'll structure it in such a manner that the, an LLC, a single member LLC, will own the property. And as part of that, there will be certain covenants and restrictions within the LLC agreement that the lender requires to make it what, what's considered bankruptcy remote. Those include uh, often a narrow purpose, covenants limiting activities of both the LLC and its sole member, restrictions on dissolution or sale of, of the assets or amendments to the LLC agreement. And where the deal size is high enough to require it, a lot of times it will require also an independent manager. And the independent manager's role is to determine how to uh, how a that LLC will uh, put itself into bankruptcy in the, in the event that that, that occurs. And, and so it gives the, the lender some protections on uh, who has authority to file and, and how it's how the bankruptcy remote LLC um, will file a petition in bankruptcy. And so we'll we'll get to that in my my presentation as well. Um, now there's there's a tension in dealing with these authority to file issues between uh, who has the authority to, to file the, the petition on behalf of the LLC, the enforceability of the, that consent provision under state law, and whether uh, that um, provision in the LLC agreement will be enforced by a federal bankruptcy court. And so dealing with the authority to file opinions, we'll talk about a little bit about that as well, and, and the opinions that our firm gives uh, with respect to uh, who uh, uh, the federal bankruptcy court would, would determine, what, what state law they'll look at in determining who has authority to file a voluntary petition bankruptcy. And then we'll also talk a little bit about the federal policy against uh, preventing bankruptcy. There's this tension between lenders' protections and, and not encroaching on this federal policy that permit debtors to take advantage of the bankruptcy process. In connection with that, we'll also talk about one of the seminal cases, the general growth opinion and some of the changes in, in structuring these LLC agreements and in dealing with the opinions as well uh, resulting from that. And then we'll also talk about some of the golden share cases, which is uh, where lenders are uh, attempting to take equity positions in, in LLCs in a, in a uh, way that they can uh, further restrict the ability of, of these LLCs to um, engage in a, or petition of, of Federal Bankruptcy Court for a, or file a voluntary petition in bankruptcy in a federal bankruptcy court. Thanks. Uh, yes. Hi. This is Steve McNeil uh, at Potter Anderson and Karoon. I am uh, one of Mike's colleagues 
uh, here. As Mike said, uh, Potter Anderson is, is a full-service Delaware law firm. Uh, we do pretty much anything that needs to be done in Delaware, especially on the corporate side. Um, we do corporate lit, corporate uh, transactions, uh, lots of alternative entity stuff. Uh, I am counsel in our bankruptcy group here at the firm, and we do, uh, we do pretty much whatever needs to be done in bankruptcy cases. We have represented uh, lenders, we've let, represented debtors, we've represented unsecured creditors committees. Uh, we also represent uh, regular creditors and, and their representations as well as potential preference defendants and, and pretty much any anything that comes up in a bankruptcy case, we, we've, we've pretty much done it. Um, uh, relevant to the presentation uh, that, that we're planning to give, uh, I am a co-author with someone here in the firm of a forthcoming article uh, that will be published in the fourth issue of this year's volume of the American Bankruptcy Law Journal. Uh, it addresses, among other things, the potential applicability of LLC fiduciary duty waivers in bankruptcy cases. Uh, I have also, a few years ago, co-authored an article for the 2017 Norton Annual Bankruptcy Survey with one of the partners here uh, in, in Mike's group, actually. Uh, that article was talking about the potential, uh, the potential use of golden share provisions in structured finance transactions. During the webinar itself, I'll discuss issues surrounding fiduciary duties that LLC members owe to creditors of the LLC. In particular, I'll discuss the provisions of the Delaware LLC Act that limit the, an LLC creditor's ability to bring derivative claims for breach of fiduciary duty and that permit LLC members to waive their fiduciary duties uh, to the company and to each other. From there, I will discuss how state law limitation, how these state law limitations have been applied in bankruptcy cases and what rights a Chapter 7 trustee retains to pursue fidu fiduciary duty claims against LLC members under these circumstances. And finally, I'll discuss some special considerations that arise in Chapter 11 bankruptcies, as well as the practical limitations on, on those uh, additional powers. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Knowledge Group Podcast. Don't forget more information about our panel and how to sign up and listen to this June 13th event will be found in the description box down below. you also find the code PODCAST25 when used at checkout. That gets you 25% off that first webcast registration. We look forward to seeing you at this event. And until next time, take care. Bye for now.